Hi, it's Christine, and you are listening to Christine's Voice, the podcast. Hi, everyone. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the podcast. And if you are coming back for this week's episode, thank you for always tuning in. Perfect attendance ka na! So guys, get some snacks, grab your coffee, and let's start this week's episode. Hi beautiful people! Welcome back to this week's episode. And I'm so excited to, again, thank you guys for listening. So part na to ng every week ko. To always be grateful for you guys and to always look forward to, you know, mentioning some of your names on our podcast episode. So again, every listener counts and maraming maraming salamat sa inyong lahat. I hope you do, you do keep on following our Instagram, Facebook, and um, Spotify pages. And as always, a big hello and thank you to the following people. Hello and thank you, Tata Ricafort, Princess Aimee. Lord Anne Balitin and Nick30. Hello to you guys! I hope okay naman kayo and I hope you are listening kasi natawag na kayo this week. <laughs> so, I do hope you keep on following and sharing our posts on social media. So, if you aren't um, following us yet or if you aren't within our circles, I do hope you subscribe to our pages and I know we give you or I give you a dose of um, positive vibes and inspirational quotes every week and of course I also share some of my experiences and some of the stories of the people that I interview so it's all very interesting and it's all very refreshing I do hope you keep on subscribing and following and just you know stay tuned for more so that's it we are now going to proceed to this week's episode Welcome back to yet another podcast episode. And guys, before we start, or before I start, you know, babbling away, (laughs) before I start talking about whatever topic we have for this week, I would just like to let you know that we are now on our 12th episode. And being on the 12th episode means we are already three months into the podcast. Yes! <laughs> Actually, this is more of a personal achievement because I didn't think that we would, you know, <laughs> would have this much. And I don't know, um, I'm just excited about it because when I was conceptualizing about the episodes for the podcast, I actually planned only as far as 15th but at that time i was just thinking um i would conceptualize along the way and it's actually the same process now i'm actually conceptualizing along the way and i'm just so happy because i mean three months is is no joke because it's very difficult to actually come up with a lot of different episodes per week and to make episodes per week fit to your schedule is another thing (laughs) so so i'm just excited and this is just a a a moment for me to celebrate and i want to share this with you and i want to thank you for all of your support that's why at the end of this episode please watch out for a question that i will drop 
And if you can, whoever gives me the best answer to the question will actually have special giveaway products. And just a disclaimer, guys, these are just mostly skincare and beauty products that I have here at home. These are just spare items that I can share to you. I think mostly one the ones who are into beauty beauty and skincare products will be the ones benefiting for from this promo or giveaway <laughs> but if you are not into beauty or skincare products that's okay you can actually give them to someone or whoever <laughs> yeah simply lang naman to guys don't expect too much from it but you know i just want to share with you this you know achievement that we have reached three months and hopefully we can have more of those giveaways after maybe on the six month na siguro kasi syempre there has to be some work done before we give giveaways so yon again don't expect too much and please stay tuned for that episode question <laughs> episode question <laughs> for that episode um giveaway question at the end of the episode or somewhere at the end of the episode <laughs> anyway this week's episode is inspired and all thanks to jamie hi jamie if you do not know jamie jamie is one of our episode guests from episode 7 hi jamie so the episode she was in was with abby hello to abby as well so jamie actually suggested this episode a few days ago because she started learning japanese language and she asked me to help her study some japanese grammar concepts and i'm excited for her to learn a few things from me Hopefully, maka matuto naman siya. <laughs> yeah, but she suggested that I make um, this episode about study tips. This is actually very general study tips, but I just want to share with you some insights about um, studying Japanese language in particular. But some of the advice that I will be giving can also be applied to learning another language, not Japanese. But in particular, the topic will be learning Nihongo. So again, thanks Jamie for the topic for this week. So if you are learning a language or a new language, I'm sure familiar tayo dito because we are um, bilingual um, people learning or we have learned English and Filipino as we were growing older. And... This is actually a good thing because it means we are capable of learning more languages or another language. And one of the things that I would like to let you know before we start is that there is no perfect formula for learning a language. But you can always, you know, learn more from how you do things. So you would actually have your own methods and your own pacing and you don't have to really stress yourself out i suggest if you are having trouble learning a new language you can always seek other people's help anyway a brief background lang i studied japanese language as part of 
my program in the university. And the program that we had actually only offered basic Japanese language. And I am so interested in Japanese language and culture all because of my brother who has inspired me when I was younger because we would always watch our favorite anime and you know read our favorite mangas all because of my brother he would always recommend new titles to me every week every yeah every week actually and it was because of this fact that I have slowly become aware of the Japanese culture, the Japanese language, and it was all very interesting actually for me. And when I went to college, that was the time when Hanayori Dango with Matsujun was showing on local TV. And this was also a way for me to make friends because I had made friends because some of my friends loved uh, Matsujun from Hanayori Dango. And it was also our way of communicating with, with each other. Because it was like a fangirl thing. <laughs> so from then on, this kind of transitioned into J-pop and J-drama fangirl mode. So I kind of turned away from the anime and the manga and transitioned into dramas and songs the songs i still learn up until now because it's also a way of learning new words and learning new kanji characters so yun cha and the first time that i went to japan was in 2010 and back then i was still in the university and this was a two-week program that we went to all thanks to the Sakai city government of Osaka, Japan. And again, this is all thanks to um, De La Salle University and Sakai City. And I would just like to say hi to my partner at that time, si Ate Gaan. Hi, Gaan! I hope you're doing well. You know, Gaan and I were there in 2010 we were still the nene the, the nene kids that we were and we had so much fun during that um, immersion of sorts and we learned a lot about japanese school culture um work culture and even family life you know how to communicate with your host family with your japanese friends with your japanese um colleagues at some point so these are all very interesting aspects of the immersion that we have learned and we were both there for the first time we were both first timers <laughs> during that time and it was all so new for us but at the same time actually for me it was all new but it was all very interesting the ones that i've seen on tv or the ones that i've seen on anime i am finally you know experiencing on my own and it was just exciting and a big thank you to jen sensei this experience would not have been possible if not for jen sensei because we wouldn't be able to last <laughs> without the help and support and encouragement 
from Jen Sensei. So Sensei, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> so, so yun siya guys. I would love to tell you more about that experience but let's save that for another time. Let's just focus on, on learning tips that I have for you. And I have four. Yeah, I just want to share with you first the background before we go into the tips or the study tips. Hi everyone! I hope you are enjoying this week's podcast episode and I do invite you to like my Instagram and Facebook pages. That's Christine's Voice, the podcast, to get to know more about updates on our upcoming episodes. Thank you and I hope you are having a great day wherever you are in the world. Okay, so let's just go to the tips that I have for you. I don't want to make this so long because we are just focusing on the tips that I have when you are trying or starting to learn a new language. So the first tip that I have for you is a no-brainer. First is prepare your materials. This is the first one that I would like to suggest to you because if you do not know which materials to use and if you do not have the correct references that you would want to use when you're learning something, you might not be able to progress or you might not be able to learn anything at all. So I'm saying this as part of your preparation for what's next is you have to choose good references. And if you're not aware of what references to use, you can always try to research about it, ask other people about it, and just generally make your own research about which references to use. So if you are learning Nihongo, there's an abundance of materials that you can actually access. But the ones that I use, the ones that I'm familiar with, are books that I've used when I was in the university as a student. And these are books like Mina no Nihongo, which I use up until now. Genki, which I also tried using when I was teaching basic Japanese. Then Japanese for busy people, which is also very good if you are someone who has limited time learning the language. And then I also have Shin Nihongo no Kiso, which is also very interesting. And last but not the least, Marugoto, which is more on conversational Japanese. But it's all, you know, these books all give you different methods, but they all teach you Japanese. Like some books would be more conversational, like a Marugoto, and others would be more focused on writing and reading, like Mina no Nihongo. And there are others that have more listening and more situational, compact um, topics for you to choose from. But these are all great books that you can use when you are starting to prepare for your Japanese language learning. And um, some of these books you can actually try to research online and there are many ways nowadays for you to buy these references online. And yun siya. So these are just some of the books that I can refer to you because these are the ones that I've used myself and ones that I have read or have seen myself. And again, you have to prepare your materials. Your materials will be your guide into your progress in language learning. And without the materials, you wouldn't know where to start. You wouldn't know where to go next. And if you do not know which materials to use, do your research so that's the first tip that i have and you know you have to make a mix of materials actually my suggestion for you if you are the kind of learner 
that can handle different reference materials, then you might as well. Because as I said, some books are more focused on one learning aspect. And some naman have combination of all of these things. So it's up to you which ones to use. And you can mix and match them to suit your needs. So it's all up to you. But bottom line is, you have to prepare whatever materials you want to use. So that's tip number one. And then tip number two, once you've prepared your materials and once you have chosen which reference books you want to use for your study, the second thing that you need to do is to actually practice. Use these materials. So you have to really, you know, check <laughs> the reading part, the writing part, the listening part, and um, even the conversational part, the talking part. So as much as possible, you have to look at your progress in the means of your reference materials. So again, you have to prepare your materials, you have to practice. When practicing, consistency is the key. Because sometimes, there are moments when you're studying a different language, especially if you're staying in um, the Philippines and you are not, you know, if, if you're, example, learning Japanese language and you are living in the Philippines, you would have less opportunities of using that language unless it's part of your work. So in a span of a, a day or in a span of a week, are there times when you practice your Japanese? So if you have lower chances of using your Japanese, there's this high chance that you might forget what you've studied. So the suggestion that I have is for you to be consistent in your practice, to be consistent in your Renshu. This can come in various ways. So it depends nga on your material. So these are all very connected. And the third tip is actually to listen and watch. Listen and watch in a way that connects to number one and number two. By this, I mean listen to songs, listen to conversations, and number two, I listen and watch. So watch, watch movies, watch dramas, watch whatever is possible. So in this context, I refer to Japanese songs, Japanese movies, Japanese dramas, because these kinds of media or Japanese news even, because these kinds of media will help you, you know, not only become familiar with the words or with how they do the news or how they present their animation, but there are contexts and cultural aspects that are integrated into these media platforms. And when you're learning a language, there is always a culture aspect that you need to be aware of. So you are not just learning a language, but you are also trying to learn the context in which these language or these, for example, phrases are used. And the best way to do that is to listen to actual songs or listen to the news, how they do things, or to watch specific movies, specific dramas, wherein you can capture these cultural aspects. It's very important that especially if you are new to the language that you are learning because some words can only be used in some contexts and you can only learn it not from your books but some of them you can actually just try to observe in 
media so actually um, this is one of my main weaknesses because I don't get to listen to conversations every day I don't get to practice my Japanese speaking skills every day as well so what I do is try to I try to play Japanese movies I try to play Japanese songs every time I have the chance so that I can be familiar or my ears can become more familiar with how the words are said or um, so that I can learn new vocabulary or new ways of using words in different contexts or different situations so it's all very useful and um, before I used to do that when I was a student I would always listen to J-pop songs and I was just so into different um, groups like Arashi and um, News and Cartoon and up until now I still use those songs and the, the movies or the dramas that the actors starred in to help me practice my Japanese speaking and listening skills usually when um, this happens uh, also in Korean but usually what happens is whenever I watch something and I can see that this kind of scenario already appeared sometime before and two characters may be talking to each other and immediately when I see this kind of situation and I see how the conversation is going lalabas na bigla sa bibig ko yung sagot or yung isasagot ng character. <laughs> that way, I know I have become familiar with this kind of situation. Or I have seen this before. And I know already what comes next. So that is also part of your learning process. And I don't always get the answers correctly. But at the same time, even if I don't, I know that I'm becoming familiar with this kind of situation. So yun siya. It also happens in Korean. Like whenever I just play Korean um, dramas and I hear someone saying something like a line or a, a script either I repeat what the character has said or or I give a feedback from what the character has said <laughs> so, so I know that some some words have been retained sa paulit-ulit ko siyang pinanood or sa paulit-ulit ko siyang pinahinggan at pinlay some words retained so again that's also very um, important in learning another language we also do that in English don't don't tell me that we didn't because <laughs> we do that because when we were younger yes we would learn grammar we would learn formats we would learn new words in school but the exposure comes outside of the classroom when we hear people talking when we watch the news when we watch movies when we hear new songs these are all part of our learning process and little by little slowly this will all be retained and it's all part of our english language learning so i am just using that same concept in learning another language kasi ganito tayo train nung bata pa tayo when we were learning english yes we learn it in school we are given exams we are given different platforms to choose from we were supposed to write essays we were supposed to talk to our peers you're supposed to you know write emails and whatever but our exposure actually 
comes from outside when we see these things happening around us. So why not integrate that kind of learning process and just use it? Even if you are now, how old are you? You can still use the same method when learning a new language. So again, let's recap. First is prepare your materials. Second is practice. And in practicing, consistency is key. And the third one is listen and watch. By listen and watch, you have to look for ways to further your study and try to integrate cultural aspects and um, using words in different contexts as well and different situations. So this is what I mean by listen and watch. And the fourth and final tip that I have for you, this is just brief. <laughs> I know it's brief, but you know, this is all just a few tips that you can use. The fourth and final tip is to rest. <laughs> I know it's weird, but it actually makes sense. Our mind and our bodies need some form of recuperating. We need some form of rest for us to retain the information that we have um, received for the day. We need to rest so that we can actually analyze and store for longer terms whatever we have learned. Because if we, if we would just keep on moving forward, not getting enough rest, not getting enough food and nourishment, wala rin yung matututunan mo. As they always say, like in school, when preparing for an exam, we memorize. We always memorize and it works. We memorize things, prepare for an exam, take the exam. But guess what? One day, two days, or a week after the exam, would you remember everything that you have memorized? No, you don't. Because <laughs> you memorize it. The brain was not able to make complete associations of the things that you have memorized. So the best thing is, when you're trying to learn something new, something difficult, something so complex, learn it at that time and then give your mind a bit of rest for you to analyze and reflect on what you have just read or what you have just learned. Rest and then come back to that portion again. Read it again after you have fully analyzed that concept, then you would remember it better. Some people would try to associate it with um, actual things or situations in their lives, which is also helpful because you would always you would always look back on that moment or look back at that part as a situation wherein you have associated the word. And every time you hear that word, you would know that this situation would pop out in your mind. You wouldn't forget about it anymore. So making associations is also part of your brain getting that enough rest for it to complete its healing process. So that is very important, not just for the body, but also for the mind. So you have to do that for you to be able to learn and get more retention. You don't want to just memorize things and forget them after a few days. So if you keep on practicing, Shemper, it will help you to retain it. But if you keep on practicing, but your mind is just so tired from all of the studying, it will be counterproductive for you. So you might as well be consistent in your study, learning, listening, watching, 
and then you rest when you need to rest. So one of the things that I do is, you know, I listen to songs sometimes. I sleep with the songs on and just, you know, like try to give my mind some kind of conditioning. <laughs> and then even sometimes I just, you know, even if I'm doing something else, I'm just playing a video, a Japanese video, and try to remember some of the words. Then after the movie has ended, I try to rest my mind, get the most out of that you know, movie, whatever I have learned, and that's it. And it actually makes a lot of sense because if I wouldn't let my mind rest, I wouldn't be able to understand anything. <laughs> All right, so let me recap. The first one, tips when studying a new language, in particular for this episode, learning Japanese language. The first tip I have for you is number one, Prepare your materials. Very important. Choose your references and let your references be your progress guide as to where you would go next and where you should start. The next one is, of course, be consistent in your practice. So you have to practice, you have to start you know, learning and really engage yourself. Which proceeds to number three with engagement comes different platforms of learning languages so you can use um youtube even now <laughs> listen to different songs watch different movies converse with your friends or observe how japanese people you know talk to each other whatever means possible just try to incorporate that and also learn a few cultural inputs along the way and last but not the least is to rest. Your mind needs to rest for it to store information longer. <laughs> so you can also try to talk to yourself about the process of learning because sometimes we do get new concepts and we really cannot understand it immediately. So we, our mind tries to analyze it. That's also part of your, you know, integration. So you have to really analyze it, make it um, work, and then get, get it stored into your mind. Okay, that's it. That's just four tips I have for you. And again, there is no perfect method or no perfect tip for studying. Not just a language, but for studying in general. It can actually depend on your pace and it can actually depend on your learning style or your learning method. And um, whatever works for you will be great. It's up to you to find out what works for you. These are just some tips that I have based on how I learned language. And um, so I am now dropping the question for the giveaways. So actually, guys, I just have a very simple question. If you are studying like a new language or anything in particular, what would be one of your tips? Like if you are studying a new language, if you're studying for an exam, what are some of the tips that you would suggest for me and for Jamie, for example? <laughs> so I want to hear your answers and I want to hear how you prepare yourself for studying anything and Whoever gives me the best answers would be, you know, contacted for the giveaways. 
Again, don't expect too much with our prizes or our giveaways. These are just some things that I have in spare and I want to share it with you as part of our third month into the podcast. So again, thank you guys for listening and I hope you did get something from this episode. So ayan, let me know your thoughts and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!